Please be seated. I think I just broke the microphone. <laughs> it's just a little foamy thing. It'll go back on. So this week has been kind of a busy week at my house. My wife was out of town for most of the week. Every couple of months she has to go away for work and she was gone in Columbus all week, which isn't like, you know, tumultuous in our household. I'm, I'm competent and capable. I do all the cooking anyway. You know, although, honestly, my kids only eat two things. My daughter only will eat tacos. <laughs> and my son will only eat spaghetti with meatballs and sauce, no cheese. <laughs> Sometimes he will eat chicken nuggets, french fries, and ketchup. But he has to have three things. I don't know what that's about, but they're, they're difficult eaters. And we try to give them other things, and occasionally we do force them to eat other stuff. But not, usually I make tacos like three pounds at a time, so we just have tacos all week. It's just easier. But anyway, um, the thing about this past week is that, you know, usually the time I spend sort of reflecting on scriptures and thinking about what I'm going to share with you on Sunday morning happens in the evenings. That didn't happen this week. So I have nothing to say. Amen. No. <laughs> so I haven't... I'm clapping, Cindy. Thanks. Um, that kind of hurt my face. You I know, right? Um, but I, have spent, I, so I, I haven't reflected on this as much as I, I usually do, but I have had an opportunity to, to kind of think about my children because I've had to do sort of double duty. So I've had to play, especially with Patrick, a lot more than even I usually do. And my son, you've probably noticed, he's a bit of a wild thing. You know, he's, they're not here today, but uh, otherwise you'd hear them. But um, <laughs> he loves construction equipment. All his toys our construction equipment of one kind or another. We've got backhoes, we've got bulldozers, we've got steamrollers, we've got wrecking balls, we've got road graders, we've got a whole construction company in like three different sets, right? Different sizes. We don't, the only thing we don't have is like an actual bulldozer you can drive <laughs> as a grown-up. He wants one really bad. In fact, he has it all worked out. We're going to have like a family construction company and everybody has their own piece of equipment. Patrick is the dump truck driver. <laughs> I drive the front loader. My wife gets the excavator. Our daughter gets the bulldozer. And our dog, sorry, my daughter gets the bulldozer and our dog gets the backhoe. So everybody in the family has something they're supposed to drive in our family construction company. And this is all he wants to do is play with this stuff. He, when he grows up, he tells me he's going to be a dump truck driver, which is great. I hope that works out. My guess, though, is that that's probably not what he's going to be. I remember when I was young, not quite his age, because I don't really remember being three and a half, but when I was like five and six, my greatest ambition and hope for my adult self was to be a garbage man. <laughs> I wanted to ride on the back of the truck. Because I thought that was like the greatest job you could, you get to ride around on the back of a truck all day. That sounded great to me. Well, I've done a lot of different things in my life. I've never become a garbage man. And so I suspect that as my children grow up, the things that motivate and that are their passions, you know, at this age when they're quite small, may not necessarily translate into what they do when they grow up. Maybe. I mean, I guess that happens, right? But most of you who probably have had children and watched them grow up know that what they think they're going to be is not necessarily who they become. And the other thing I know about children is that 
who you want them to be is not necessarily who they become either. And sometimes we are amazed and surprised by the things our children do. And sometimes I think we are brokenhearted and disappointed in the way their lives turn out. But at some point, you know, we have to get to the place where we sort of accept that the people they're going to be is a little bit outside of our control. They become who they were meant to be in some way or another. I think similarly, the church operates in a lot of the same ways. Because as much as we may want the church to be a particular thing, or we may desire that it sort of find this, its perfect state and stay that way forever. If only our church could be a lovable four-year-old always. But they grow up to be 17-year-olds, and 35-year-olds, and if they're lucky, you know, 90-year-olds. But the thing is, is that our life in the church is not easily predicted, right? John wrote to the very early church in the very first generations after Jesus' own life among us and said to them that you are children of God. What we will be has not been revealed to us. What we will be has not been revealed to us. And I think what this means is that there's an invitation to us individually as followers of Jesus, but even more importantly, as God's people, as, as a church, as a congregation, that what we will be has not been revealed to us. It's not clear exactly what the church is going to be. I mean, we know what it has been. Some of you have been here probably from the day they broke ground on this site and erected this beautiful space, and they, someone had to pick the window and the colors and, and, the, and the carpet. I've got to talk to whoever picked the carpet. <laughs> but that's what we were. It's not clear yet what we will be. And we may want to be something, and we may have it in our cherished thoughts that we will be this thing that, that was just like it was. Or maybe not. Maybe it was terrible in the past. I don't know. I don't think so. It's not my impression. But Jesus is continually inviting us into something new. That the church is not some sort of static, unchanging thing, but it's alive and it, it grows and it changes and it evolves and it responds to new things and in new ways. And, and that's not a bad thing. Because the only thing that never changes is the dead. The dead never change. Only the living grow and change. And this is a place that is alive. The Holy Spirit is here moving amongst us. It's calling to us. And our job is to open our eyes to the presence of God all around us. To pay attention to the places where we encounter the Holy Spirit where we feel that, that electricity of God amongst us and to pay a close attention to that and share that with others, to tell one another where we see and encounter God in our lives, especially in our lives as a congregation. Because those are the places that the Holy Spirit is inviting us into. Because the most important thing about Christianity is that we don't follow someone who died 2,000 years ago. We are followers of a living Christ. 
The same one who encounters those disciples in the gospel reading this morning who terrified them. And frankly, I'm pretty sure that if we encounter the living God, we should probably be a little scared. But who reassured them that he was alive. He had bones and flesh. He ate. He is a living God. That's the one we follow. And in the same way that that living God is, is not dead and unchanging, he is constantly inviting us into new ways of being, new ways of seeing. He's inviting us into life, to not get stuck, but to keep on moving. We are called to be a pilgrim people, always on the search for where God is inviting us to next. From, from resting place to resting place with journeys in between, but always, always being invited forward into deeper relationship with God, into a greater understanding of who is included in God's people, and a greater openness to the idea that we are called to love and serve the world in which we find ourselves. We are constantly in the state of becoming. There's no end point. There's no place where we arrive and say, this is it. There's no perfect church organization. There's no perfect committee structure. There's no perfect vestry. Certainly there's no perfect priest. There is just becoming. Because the God we follow isn't dead. The Lord is risen indeed. Amen. <laughs>